What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 19 of the Steam Deck Podcast, Flipscreen Games Weekly video game podcast about Valve's hot new handheld, the Steam Deck. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, Steve. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. We did <laughs> Good episode. I'm excited about this episode, all right? This is gonna be this is gonna be a fun one. Uh, we are talking all about the interview from The Verge with Lawrence Yang and Pierre-Lou Griffaut. I don't know if I said that right, but I felt very confident. I think it's Griffet. Griffet? Uh, still pretty good. Pretty good. And not, yeah. not a bad pr- French pronunciation for me. Yeah. Or, or as everyone everyone in the uh, in the, the Valve family refers to him as Plague Man. That's his uh, tag that he goes by everywhere. So. Okay. <laughs> Lawrence Yang Lawrence and Plague Man. Plague Man. <laughs> I'm gonna just call him Griff, you know? <laughs> That's my nickname for him. <laughs> so the two of them uh were interviewed by The Verge this week and they this is one of those interviews I love where it's like the deep dive interview and it's like very transparent. It's like you just made like ten headlines. Like <laughs> like any any one of these things would have been big news, right? And there's oh, yeah, like it was great. Yeah. a million. It's awesome. It's a really meaty one. What? I, I really liked it because Sean Hollister, who put the uh, the article together, did the initial review nine months ago, and he wrote that the Steam Deck wasn't ready. Um, but most people, he said, clearly disagreed, and it's been the best-selling PC uh, and item on Steam for thirty of the past forty-one weeks. Let's go. And so he was he was doing an updated piece on it, but he wanted to talk to like he had some questions he wanted, and then um, Lawrence and Pierre Lou were just like, yeah, sure, we'll just. We'll, we'll answer and they're very candid they were very it candid really yeah. really great they talked about the steam deck successor they talked about updates they're making to the current model they talked about a steam deck 2 uh steam deck controller 2 sorry a steam controller 2 excuse me um a, a lot of exciting stuff so I, i'm ready to just jump into it because we've got a, a good amount to talk about here um so Yang said that like they're basically the team is at a point where they're currently working off of two big lists, right? Which are things we want to fix and things we still want to make. And yeah, and, and because of that, they said that they they struggle to see a point where they consider it done. Like I think Sean asked the question, uh, "Is it is it stable yet? Like is it going to be stable?" Because like he had an issue at the beginning where it was like quite unstable software. Obviously, some of the issues that we point out on the show. And um, and and Pierre Lou said, you, you should, we're never really going to consider it done. We're going to keep pushing things. Um, and as they, <laughs> Lawrence said, like, as they continue to, like, uh, build new features and more people come on board, they, like, keep getting more bugs that crop up. So both lists keep growing. So they're slowly working through them. <laughs> they, made a, um, they made a comment about, like, trying to be more cautious about what updates they push out and, like, how quickly they push them out because... Of they've pushed out some embarrassing bugs and things like that, so um, still a little bit of that energy, even as it gets you know bigger and more cautious. But um, one of the things that that they said, uh, this was from uh, from Griff, who said we're aiming to make the update process as painless and smooth as possible. You just reboot into them, and like that, that seems to be the direction that we're we're looking to move in. Right, is like making it more seamless, making it more. I would. I don't want to say traditional, but more, um, I guess, what you'd expect from like a more consumer. It's more console-like rather yeah. than rather than PC-like. I think they're trying to trying to move into that consumer device. So you just it's plug and play. 
Um, but I've definitely noticed that the the pace in which updates move from the preview lane over to stable has very much slowed down. Like we usually we seem to get like a a stable build once a month, maybe once every two months now. Uh, with the and then they are like really testing on the preview and the beta branches before they they push that through. And I think that's probably why we still haven't seen support for VRR come. Um, come through because that's been still that's been due now since the the docs release uh, which i think was in august at this point so it's been a it's been a good while um but yeah it's interesting to to kind of hear how they hear how they work and as well as the software tweaks they're also working on like a bunch of hardware tweaks obviously there, there was a few things that people had issues with at the beginning most notably was the fan, like that really loud, like whiny fan, which was the uh, the Delta fan. I have one of those fans in my Steam Deck. Okay, I was gonna say because like I feel like I've never experienced like it's it's loud enough sometimes. But... You can find out what fan you've got if you go now into your Steam Deck settings. Oh. And you can go to the hardware section and it'll tell you who made your fan. Um, mine was made by Delta. I think yours might yours may well be by I think it's Huan Yong or. Uh, Shout out to Han Wang. Ying or something like that. Uh, sorry, I'm terrible at Chinese. Um, so you can buy those fans from iFixit. They're the only ones that iFixit sell because they're quieter. But Valve engineered a solution with foam. And they've added like foam into all of the new Steam Decks that come off the line. But they stopped making uh, Steam Decks with the Delta fan while people were making these complaints until they could come up with a solution and they came up with one with with foam um i'm interested to see if mine came back changed somehow when mine went in for an rma still sounds the same to me so i don't think so they've still got the whiny fan i'm gonna live to live with it forever <laughs> well not forever right until till steam deck 2 well, I mean, I can also swap it out. It's one of the most easy component switches if I want to, and you can buy them on iFix if like. I mean, maybe that's a video. There. Maybe that's a video. That not, you need to it's make. not expensive to to swap it out, so I could do that. Uh, but they've also made a couple of other changes. One of the biggest uh, issues that iFix it had with the device when they did the teardown was was how difficult the battery was to replace because uh, it was really, really glued in there. Um, and so they've they've rolled out a change already to change the geometry of the adhesive, making the battery easier to loosen, says Lawrence Yang. Um, and so beyond that, they've also then made other minor tweaks to the Steam and the Quick Access button and how those fill. Mm -hmm. and that change was made in August. So it's very interesting that they are just willing to go in there and make these changes without making like formal revisions. It's just like, okay, people have made complaints about these buttons. Let's so see if we can just fix them. Yeah, it's it. It's very interesting. The whole thing feels very ramshackle. Like it's like very like you know they're just like oh yeah cool we can do that we can do that we can do that. And it's just like it's very fascinating. They just operate so differently than other hardware producers. It feels very much like how a startup would work. Yeah, like oh someone's someone on Reddit said the fans really whiny. Okay, well let's see if we can change it. Oh, I found out someone on Reddit found out that they can use electrical tape to change the fan curve. Okay, let's um, let's see if we can add foam in there and replicate that. It's and they so did, so it's like, <laughs> it's yeah, it's really strange. I I think that's part of the fun, though, right? Like that that is part of the excitement around the device, at least for me. 
I love it. I, I, I love I love the fact that the community just all comes around. There's a problem. How can we solve it? Let's figure this out. <laughs> like <laughs> never anything that's that's too challenging for them. The fact that you can buy all the components for my fix if you have any problems and you should, you are more like willing to repair it, you can do. It's great. Um but interesting that that they they stopped with the fan um for a while. Like there was a there was a rumor that they had had stopped completely, but the Delta fans coming coming back. So people people will have that fan, but they may not even realize because of the the change they've made. It's very very interesting. Um. So then they they talked a little bit more about uh, Steam OS and kind of their vision for how they want to make a play uh, for for the living room, right? Or or I guess how they don't want to in some ways. Uh. So. We have two quotes here. This first one comes from Yang, who said, Once it's widely available, not only are we excited to see other manufacturers making their own handheld PC gaming devices, we're excited to see people make their own Steam OS machines that could include small PCs that they put next to their TV. So it's funny because that obviously is something we've talked about quite a bit, right? Is the idea of like um, a successor to the Steambox uh, initiative that they had where and this might, if you're 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 a younger listener, if you maybe weren't paying attention to Steam at the time, this was like back in 2013, 2014, I think it was. Uh, where yeah, they, at the same time, Big Picture Mode was released. Right, and they they partnered with a number of different PC developers, and everybody had their own, you know, console-like PC uh, that was a quote-unquote Steam box, right? And we've been talking a lot about the idea of them potentially creating, you know, a proprietary Steam box that you know, is, is kind of, um, you know, maybe an alternative to the steam deck or like a companion to the steam deck and having that kind of set top box experience. Yeah. They were called, they were called steam machines, not um, not steam boxes, but yeah, they came out in 2015, didn't sell too well. And they quickly kind of phased out, but because of that, that's why the steam controller existed. That's why big picture mode existed. That's why Steam OS itself even exists, because Steam OS 1 shipped on those boxes, and it's the reason Proton's around. So we've got Steam Deck owners have a lot to thank those failed machines for, because I think without that, we never would have got the Steam Deck. It never would have come to all of these things coming together in the right time, the right place for the Steam Deck to come together. Um, but yeah, uh, um, I would be very excited for valve to have a have a go at it and i know uh Griffey said yeah. that they are testing additional concepts in the living room but things are very busy with the deck right now and we can't be everywhere at once and I then yang added to that too. and said we're doing our own experiments but we'd love to work with third parties to see what they would bring to the table as well and said that the dock uh might already be the quote-unquote missing link for those who are looking to have that living room uh game console and said that the work that Valve put into UI scaling and third-party controller support should be transferable to anybody else's Steam box as well. So it sounds like they're thinking about it, but it doesn't sound like it's a priority, and it, it seems like they're kind of hoping that third parties will step up and, and create those devices. That they I don't think support. they will. I, I can easily see us getting to a point where you, you get pre-built and you kind of pick between OSs and you... One of the options is Windows, and the other option is Steam OS, and you choose what you want on there, and you can have it boot directly into Steam, just like the Steam Deck does, and you just use it as if it was like a big Steam Deck plugged into your TV, but it's obviously going to be more powerful because it's a full-blown I, I PC. I want that from Valve, though. Like, I, you know, like I don't want a third-party solution. I want them to make it 
because I like the Steam Deck and I, I like the work they've done with the Steam Deck and I would love to see them be able to extend that to a companion device. But, you know, I get what they're saying where it's just like they only have so much bandwidth and like their focus is on building out the Steam Deck and, and iterating on the Steam Deck. So I'm not necessarily surprised that they feel that way, but it's kind of a bummer. Like, I, I that's that's really what I want to see, you know? Yeah, I mean, if at the very least um, the the chip that was in the Steam Deck, if it could have supported eGPUs, I think we would have probably been halfway there because you could easily see like a dock that was more of an enclosure that contained like its own power supply and its own GPU. But it doesn't, unfortunately. Um, only these AMD 6800U handhelds do. And it's a real shame because that would have been the, the way to go. Uh, I think with stuff like FSR3 coming out, things like that potentially the the dock makes it more of a viable alternative if they yeah. can figure out some of the stuff that we have complained about around it not knowing the difference between it being in handheld mode and docked mode and having like um profiles for each and maybe allowing the developers to detect oh they're in docked mode they're in handheld mode and and making that shift and that change i think a lot of that stuff then does go towards the the dock becoming a more viable alternative you know people are still playing switches on their big screen TVs and having a great time with them. I think it is possible to have a good time. Yeah, for sure. Deck on your TV. I just, I would love to have a higher powered option that doesn't require me to build an additional PC and maintain an additional PC, you know, because like the idea of building something that's powerful enough to do what I want it to do. And then is also in a small enough case that I can shove it in my entertainment center. Um, is already kind of a tall ask and certainly not a cheap one. And then on top of that, then I need to go through the trouble of like, all right, like, do I want to launch steam every time I open it? Am I going to keep a mouse and keyboard in my living room? Right? Like, and then if I'm not, you know, is there an ability for us to get to the point where we can just have it, you know, base launch, like a con like, I'm sure that these things will get figured out, but I mean, some of those, some of those things are solved already, right? Like with the new gamepad UI, you can have it automatically boot into Steam when you boot a Windows. If you, you want can have to it run boot Windows. into big picture mode, right? Like yeah, so you can have it just boot directly into deck. that. Yeah, yeah. So it can boot straight into so that's that. Doable. And when and when SteamOS uh, 3's image is available and the install is available, which we've seen that they're prepping for, yeah. you'll be able to install it on anything. Um, I'd recommend checking out some uh, like Minis Forum. Check out them and um, some of their their mini PCs that they do are really great. You can get ones with um, discrete graphics cards in there. Really like weird range of uh, designs. There's one that looks like a like a, a like an old school flatbed scanner, um, and they'll easily fit underneath a TV. And, oh, these are like, tiny uh, boys. Yeah, they are tiny, but like uh, they use, they you have like discrete graphics cards, the uh, NUCX um, fifteen and six and seventeen has like an RTX thirty. But it's like, what do these cost? There. Like these got to be expensive as hell, right? Like they are pretty pricey. Yeah, I think they're about thousand um, dollars. Okay, they have a bare, a they have a bare bone one that's five sixty. Yeah, you want you want like one of the game uh the game like mini PCs. The Elite Mini HX90 is meant to be really great though. Well, that's worth checking out. Chuck Steam OS on that. You have a good time with it. The Elite The Bare Bones mini... means it doesn't come with any RAM, it doesn't come with any storage, by the way. So okay. you need to add that yourself. So the Elite the Elite Mini B5500 is the one you're talking about? HX90. What? 
the Elite Mini HX90. Okay. This isn't even. They got. Too, they got too many. They, see, this is what I'm talking about, man. Like this is this is the the problem, right? Like this is uh, when it comes to like a PC I'm using for work. Cool. Like customize it, whatever, whatever, right? But like this is why people like consoles, right? Is like I don't want to have to like. Okay, there's like 30 different versions, and which one do I actually need? And blah blah blah. It's like you just want it to work. And that's what buy the that's one what's that nice about af- the Steam like, Deck. Buy the one you can afford. It'll play. It'll play the games you want. Which one? Do you, which one do you say? Uh, the HX90, the Elite Mini HX90. HX90. Okay, so you yeah. get this one. They don't even have the ones with more. Okay, so get the one with 32 gigabyte gigabytes of RAM and a 512 gigabyte SSD. 750. Not too Decent bad. Decent price. That's the same price as the like high end Steam Deck, you know. Yeah, that's not that's not so bad. Yeah, that's 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 got a decent spec on it. Um, it's a it's a Ryzen nine. Uh, it's an APU, so it's got the uh, integrated it, GPU in this there. This thing literally looks like a router. <laughs> it's so it's so little. <laughs> yeah, they're tiny. Uh, but yeah, the 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 NUC series is the the ones with like the discrete graphics cards they're the real powerhouses and they're a thousand dollars for the bare bones models but yeah they're really cool they're really cool devices and if people if like more companies like this can exist and can add steam os as an option then great because it means more people are in in that ecosystem more people are able to to contribute to do you still think you'll do something like this like do you have any interest in a device like this I, I really want to build a PC for up here. Yeah, you need um, one. For and work. then, and then what? I, even the, even if it's not work, right? I feel like my solution would be use Steam Link and just play on my TV with Steam Link through the house. Like, I've used Remote Play from the Xbox to the Steam Deck; it works just fine. I can imagine that doing the same thing with yeah. Steam Link from Steam to my Steam Deck would be absolutely fine too. You don't think Especially something like this would be interesting to like play games that your Steam Deck can't play though? No, not really. I feel like if I'm going to play games on my Steam Deck campaign, I'm probably going to play them on a console at the yeah. moment. But um, I play the majority. I play majority handheld, so the the majority of the time I I want to play games is on my Steam Deck is is handheld. I'm not I'm not going. Oh, I really want to plug into the TV and play this game. I'm playing games on the Steam Deck that work well on a handheld. Sure, but you don't you don't see a, a scenario where you'd be interested in loading higher cost games on a device like this and then streaming them to your deck to play them in handheld yes i do i do see i do see that um and i probably would if i you could do that if i pc upstairs though right yeah i would do it with the pc upstairs rather than a small pc like this but these are really useful things especially if you just want something that's plug and play you're not bothered about upgradability and components and things like that buy something like this it's essentially like buying a gaming laptop but it's in like a box form instead and you're plugging in interesting you've not seen any of these many pcs before no i'm not familiar with them it's not really like a a thing i really thought to ask for before now you know like i it, it's uh like i have a friend um who is a steam deck owner as well and is like a big pc gamer and uh he has he was the first person i ever saw do that like build a a living room pc for, with the express intention of uh, it being a gaming device, um, not a work PC as well. And even that was in a case that was like, I don't know, this big, right? Like it was like, it was large, you know? 
Um, it was larger than than current gen consoles. It couldn't fit in an entertainment system or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I wasn't really aware that this was an option. Yeah, they're really cool. They're they're really popular for for people that have them in like a an entertainment center, either as like a home theater PC where they've got like many, something like Plex running on it. How many gigs? Oh, that's an interesting idea. Shit, am I gonna buy one of these? Um, <laughs> how many how many gigs of RAM does the Steam Deck have? Steam Deck has, I believe, sixteen. Sixteen. That may maybe eight. That's what I was thinking. I think it's sixteen though. Eight seems low. Yeah, it's yeah. 16. Okay. But it's shared RAM, so it's, sh- it's shared RAM between the CPU and the GPU. Whereas if you have a discrete uh, discrete GPU, it gets its own RAM, it has its own VRAM. So gotcha. a big chunk of that is used by the GPU. Depending on the game, it will allocate it either to the GPU or to the CPU. Gotcha. Okay. It's interesting. So speaking of interesting, we're going to talk about uh, the second gen of Steam Deck and that it's on the way. Uh, in just a second here. But before we do that, let me remind you that this episode of the Steam Deck Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of December. They are, of course, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Mary Berry, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over on patreon.com slash flipscreengames. Y'all are the realest of the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. Make sure, if you want to get involved, whether that's on Patreon, whether that's on the Discord, Wherever you want to get involved, however you want to become a member of the community, head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find links to all the places you can find us all over the web uh, where we are making content for you. And we thank you for tuning into this week's show. So let's talk about the next gen of Steam Decks, right? So we have a quote here. This one comes from Griff. Right now, the fact that all the Steam Decks can play the same games and that we have one target for users to understand what kind of performance level to expect when you're playing and for developers to understand what to target, there's a lot of value in having that one spec. I think we'll opt to keep one performance level for a little bit longer and only look at changing the performance level when there is a significant gain to be had. So it sounds like, and they they said that, what the next gen looks like, right? The the second wave of Steam Decks is going to be in, like improving things like the screen quality and battery life, and it'll be more of like a you know switch to switch OLED type upgrade than you know um like PS4 to PS4 Pro to say for for an example, right? Or or I can even also see it being in terms of the battery life that switch to the like first revision switch. Do you remember when I got used two yeah. extra hours battery life? And that was because of the the chip that they put in there. They didn't put a bigger battery cell in there. It was a more efficient chip, and they used those power efficiencies to give you better battery life rather than better performance. It sounds like that's what Valve's uh, target will be too. I'm very curious though. Do you think in terms of their like? Um, partnership with iFixit and obviously their like ethos that we'll get upgrade kits where we could potentially put a better screen into our current Steam Deck? That's a great question. I would imagine, yeah, right? Like, if they have that partnership with iFixit, it feels like all they would need to do is make that allowed. Right? And like, they're letting people replace the fan. Why wouldn't they let you replace? They're letting you replace the battery. Why wouldn't they let you replace it with a newer battery that works longer or let you maybe screens a little tougher? 
I don't know about the mechanics of that. You can buy you can buy screens um, from iFixit. They do let you. You can get the you can get like the pricier screen. You can buy right from the. You can buy every component separately. You can buy a motherboard from them. And I would think, yeah, right. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, just it's whether they want to keep that as like the reason you're upgrading to another Steam Deck, right? And they're getting that profit. But I guess it doesn't really matter if they make the cost of the upgrade kit right. To have parity be that upgrade price like you, know? like, like you wouldn't okay. you wouldn't get a one-to-one but like i don't think everyone's going to upgrade every time they iterate either right like i'm not going to buy a new steam deck just because it has a better battery life right like i'm just no. not you know got no lead on it though you might yeah i might but if they gave me the ability to upgrade the screen myself like uh you know like wouldn't it be better to get my money somehow then for me to be like, oh, wait, I'll wait for the next one. You know, I've already seen people do that. Uh, Matt Murphy from the community, he tweeted, quote tweeted this uh, Verge article and was like, oh, they're coming up with a second wave. I can wait then. It's like, oh, OK. So I think that that's a thing, too, right? Is like, do you want to dissuade people from buying because there might be a better one next year? Or there might be a better one two years like People now? have been thinking about that a lot for like the, the Switch, but it's never seemed to dissuade them from buying at this point. It's crazy to me. It's just like, no, and you're right about that, but I think Valve, they're not in the same position, right? There's about a million Steam Decks in the wild and probably a lot more than that now, but um, compared to the several million Nintendo Switches in the wild. So, you know, I think... You know, you. I feel like that feels in line with their ethos of like, hey, you you were an early adopter. You got a Gen One Steam Deck. Like, that. I don't think they want to punish us for that, right? Like, why wouldn't they let us upgrade our our screen or our battery if they already let us do that? Yeah, I mean, it just. I guess a part of it comes down to what the steps are for that, right? If yeah. the if the screen doesn't fit. They've got like a different design shell and case. Yeah, and that'll be the bezels or something. That'll be the difference. And that's going to be tricky. They won't be able to do that. I can imagine they probably keep this shape and this size for around for a while, and they stick to that. And because they, they've made the cases, they've made the packaging. Why change that if all you're going to say is right? Right now, it's got a nicer screen, and we can charge the same price for it. But it's got a nicer screen, and some people will upgrade, some people won't. Some people will buy it because it's now the second gen. Yeah. They can see that Valve's committed to the product, and they want to they want to jump in. But I would I would absolutely buy an upgrade um, to to a better screen if it was available. The screen is one of the weakest points on the device, and I think it's probably the worst thing about it. Yeah, but it enabled them to hit that three forty nine price point. Right, I think if they had chucked an OLED in there, it would have been starting price probably at five hundred, six hundred. It, it would have been nice if if there was an OLED option. Um, I feel like that top end model, if it was an OLED instead of the X, I would have bought. I probably would have gone for it. Yeah, I would have yeah. been like, "Fuck it!" Like, <laughs> you know, like let's let's do it, right? Like let's 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 go all in on this. But I I I think it's probably likely that we'll have the ability to upgrade our Gen One devices at some point. I hadn't thought about it, but now that you bring it up, I would I would honestly be more surprised if they didn't let us. Yeah, I really hope so. It 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 makes what uh, what Valve is saying about this being a PC like it's the final thing, right? It's like oh, it's also upgradable in terms of components, and we're now going to also sell two terabyte chips SSDs if you want to upgrade to a uh, a larger model SSD, and we're going to 
now sell new sticks. Like maybe we've improved the sticks, so they're now Hall Effect sensors. That's like a good way for them to well. also have the ability for them to keep one skew, but allow you to make cha- like if you do want to be like, oh, like you know, like yeah, we don't we don't sell the the a model with the better nubs, but you can buy better nubs, right, or like whatever, right, like. Because maybe they don't want to like break the skew up too much and have like, oh, this one's super crazy expensive and this one's this. Like it, the the differences between the three models they have are very clear, and I, I doubt they want to muddy the yeah. waters too much. I think some people aren't clear on the difference between the lower end model and the other two. The fact because I think some people still think that there is a a performance differential between them, but there isn't. They're all the same. It's just different storage is really the only difference between the models, apart from the high loading, end though. model. Very, very minor in terms of loading. Um, and if you're playing games from an SD card, it's not going to make a difference anyway. Uh, and I think a lot of people play games from an SD card, especially on that 64 gig model. Sure. They're going to be playing games from the SD card. Um, so I wouldn't worry about the speed of the storage all that much. It's really just the capacity that's the big difference. And then the top end model, obviously, you've got the etched glass screen, a slightly nicer case. It comes with like a little pouch for the uh, the charger and a couple of other bits and pieces. Not worth it, in my opinion, though. Mm-mm. I'd wait for an upgrade. <laughs> uh, so, talking on the Steam Controller 2, something we've also talked about quite a bit, they did yeah. make mention of it in a, in a way that I found pretty exciting. Uh, Yang said, yeah, we want to make that happen. It's just a question of how and when. I think it's likely that we'll explore that because it's something we wanted as well. Right now, we're focusing on the deck, so it's a little bit of the same thing as the micro console question. It's definitely something we where we'd be excited to work with a third party to explore or explore ourselves. Excuse me. Um, again, I'm hoping that this is a thing that they do themselves, but this is something I'd be a lot more open to them doing a, a, a third party partnership because I could see them being like, oh, like let's partner with 8-Bit Doe or you know, one, one of those companies that we know makes like s rank third party controllers yeah and- or, yeah or even gilly kit i'd be happy with them they're the sure. ones making the hall effect sticks right um and then you get like if they can then partner with them give them the good, really good track pads that Valve was developed in-house we get the haptics from yeah. those we get the gyro stuff the back buttons we want controller like parity with the steam deck right so that when you're playing on tv you've got all of the same options available to you apart from the touch screen because i think that's the the thing that the steam controller is missing that's the thing that the xbox controller the playstation controller the whatever controller you use it doesn't have all of the same buttons all of the same things that the steam deck has currently and it can cause problems if you've got a controller config you're using on the deck itself, say you're using the trackpad, say you're using the back buttons, and you switch to a controller that doesn't have them, you've got to reconfigure it every single time. Yeah, you want to be able to have the exact same experience you're having when you're playing in handheld. You know, like, that's got to be the goal, I think. Um, And the idea of of them either figuring it out themselves or, or, like I said, partnering with with somebody, you know, with a proven track record, right? Like, 8BitDo made an Xbox controller, right? How, How crazy would it be for them to make a Steam controller? Not that crazy, right? You could see how that would work. And then what was, what was that other one that we were looking at? Um, that was the Gilly Kit one. That the was King the Gilly Kong Kit we, from the... Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And like that was... A, I'd, I'd be great with that too. You know, I think either of those would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Gilly Kit's the only ones that make Hall Effects sticks. I think they have the pattern on them. Okay. Um, so they're the only ones making them at the moment. So if they want Hall Effects sticks, you've got to go to them anyway. 
Uh, and I could see them partnering up with them again, Hall Effect Sticks, in yeah. the Steam Deck 2 and in the Steam Controller 2. Um, it's a possibility. But for now, I think they're absolutely right, though. The focus focus on the deck, double down on it, it's clearly working for them. I'd much rather have them spending all their time on these little hardware revisions to this and what could be really, really great. Yeah, you don't want them to define their focus too much. If anything, it's, 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 it's like I'd like to see them expand, team. right? Like bring more people in and be like, cool, this is your project now. This is, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like people just choose what they want to work on it. At yeah. Valve It's just like, yeah, we wanted to build the Steam Deck, so we did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it's like, okay, cool. So like hire somebody who wants to do that with the controller, right? Like hire somebody yeah. who wants to do that with, with the micro console and like, you know, let them um, in collaboration with the Steam Deck folks develop companion pieces, companion accessories. We'll see. They also talked about working on an audio mixer for game music and chat audio. So Griff said, uh, we have been developing the technology needed to do that, adding that the company needed to tweak components of the Linux audio stack to make it work. You can control the audio volume and duck the volume of certain applications without affecting the whole system. And we'll be rolling that out to deck at some point. And then he said that the next step is going to be to figure out the right UI, which is great. Um, I think that the current the the current uh, version is not bad. Like it, it works well enough. Like I've I've um, when I was playing Multiversus a lot, I was I was using the in-game Steam Deck uh, chat um, often to play with my friend Jack. Um, it's actually the guy I mentioned earlier with the the set-top box, um, and it, it works pretty well. Like it balances audio well. I feel like it was it's rare that uh, I wasn't hearing what I wanted to be hearing. So the idea of them giving you just like a little bit more control, yeah, great. Well, is that and also being able to use Discord or Spotify if you've got those installed and using those as a secondary application because yeah. you always got the application switcher and you can have multiple applications open. So you can have Discord open and be on a Discord call, but at the moment there's no way to control that volume. It's a global system volume for everything. So if you want to be able to control it, really the only solution you've got is to go into your game itself and turn down like the master volume in the sound settings of the game. And that's not a great solution. So I'm glad to hear that they are are working on that. And they're also working on some other audio-related stuff with the Bluetooth audio lag. You can already make the change, um, Yang said, in desktop mode um, with the profile codec selection. And it's going to carry over to, um, to, to, they're going to bring that over to the gaming mode too. Um, and Bluetooth microphone support would be really, really cool as well. And they said they're looking at uh, they're looking into it, but due to certification, quality, and device switching issues, we still recommend using a wired microphone or the built-in microphone. Um, I Honestly, mean, the built-in think... mic is not bad. It's it's better than it has any right to be. Like it, I think especially right because considering like when you're playing in handheld, you're like you're right there, right? Like it's like your voice is not traveling that yeah. far. Um. That's how I played exclusively, right? Like it would just be like I pop on headphones, sometimes play without headphones, and I'm sitting there, you know, holding it about this far from my face, right? You know, and like I can hear my friend perfectly, you can hear me perfectly. It's no problem. Yeah, and thanks to the um what was it called? The audio sync, echo sync. Thanks to the echo sync bug that uh, everyone knows how it works now. So it has they have like a an echo sync that picks up your echo and the voice so it doesn't loop back into the microphone which is really cool so they've they figured out it's really good as well, yeah so. it's like like uh, yeah. like 
no other like microphone works this seamlessly and like the audio is good for something that's picking up room audio like it's it's a you know um at least to some degree i i don't know like what the shape of the well it's pointed right at you so i imagine it's probably pretty directional in terms of well we know you're looking directly at it so we'll just make it so it only picks up audio from the front um, because it's like a right. The, Even the so, right though, the there's a right fan screen. right next to it that's loud as fuck, and it doesn't pick that up. Like it's the noise reduction, the, the work that it's doing to compress your voice and make it sound normal is it's it's good. It's really good. You know, it works a lot better than I ever expected it would. I remember the first time I used it, we jumped on the chat and we're like, "Let's see how well this works," and you know, maybe we'll we'll get on Discord if it sucks. We just use it every time because it's it just works. You know, that's good. And it's as simple as like, I'm in the game. My buddy shoots me a message. Oh, you want to play? Yeah, cool. Click. And we're already in a chat. Like, it's that seamless, you know? And it's like, it's a better experience than Discord if you're only trying to talk to one person. Um, Because it's like, just right there. It's built in. You literally push the the three dots button and be like, answer. Cool. Hey, what's up? Let's play. It's awesome. It's a really, really good. good. It's a seamless experience as it stands. So. Any amount of additional control and, and you know, the ability, like, if you do want to use Discord, if you are trying to play music while you're also doing, like, that's great. That's a great feature. Um, and I'm sure they'll figure it out. I was glad to hear the audio uh, codec stuff was has been pulled over to, to game mode. Um, I, I've been playing Resident Evil Village, and I'm, I've been streaming that from my xbox so i've got a little bit of lag already Mm. and then when i have bluetooth headphones into the mix i can walk and then i'll hear his footsteps afterwards and i kept thinking that someone else was in the room with me (laughs) but it was just ethan's footsteps and i was i can't play this with bluetooth headphones it just (laughs) it's uh, it's untenable at the moment so uh i'm i'm happy to hear that they're, they're fixing their bluetooth audio lag i know this isn't the time or place for this Bluetooth's awful fucking technology, and we should stop supporting it, and we should come up with something better. It doesn't work. That's Bluetooth does work. The problem is all of the good codecs are patented up to the eyeballs, and no one can use them without paying lots of money, and Linux is open source software, so it doesn't have the option to give people maybe, lots of money in order maybe to Maybe we that. should stop using Bluetooth. Wired headphones are better. They are better. Like, I, I, I'm just... Last thing on this, I swear to God. I saw a thing earlier where somebody is selling uh, an AirPods. It's it, like an AirPod like hook, right? Like it's it's like a wire for you to stick your AirPods on so you don't lose them and connect them to your device. We've come full circle. That's called a fucking wire, gang. Wire your headsets. It works better. I love my wireless earphones. I love my wireless headphones, but... Sometimes the cable's all you need. And, and the thing is, don't get that. me wrong. I'm a fucking asshole, all right? This cable's too long. It's constantly getting stuck on things. It drives me fucking crazy. But at least I can hear what I'm trying to listen to. <laughs> so, you know, maybe we just maybe we just move on from Bluetooth as a culture, you know? I know. I think people always want wireless. I think they, we just need to stop. Just make something good, though. Technology. Like make a version that works, maybe, and it doesn't rely on proprietary technology. Like, I, I think, I think stuff like AV One, which is like a, an open royalty-free codec for video, that opens up the doors for like an open royalty-free codec for Bluetooth. I mean, what is Aptex? I can imagine Aptex is yeah. Aptex is owned by Qualcomm. So they're going to charge you for that. That's the best codec in terms of latency. Aptex LL. 
and you've got to pay for it, which is a problem. It's, it's annoying. Um, pay for it or don't put Bluetooth in your shit. They, so, they, so the problem you've got with Linux... I, I hear it's, out, open it's open source, so they can't. You, you cannot include it because you, as part of the license for, um, for the SteamOS, if you want the source code, they have to provide it. They can't provide the source code for that because they don't own it. Yes. So they cannot include that. Capitalism breeds innovation, right, gang? Anyway, uh, moving things right along. Uh, Valve might let Steam Deck owners share per-game power profiles, but not graphic settings. Contextualize this for me, Steve. What does this mean? So the power profiles is the when you click the quick access menu, you go to the performance section, and you can set frame rate limits, GPU clock limits. You can set, I think, the CPU clock limit in there. Um, you can do like your TDP things like that. They're going to bring. They're, they're thinking of bringing that. Um, they were considering bringing graphic settings and uh, Griff, as you're calling him, said. Uh, they considered it, but it's a massive undertaking that I don't think we're really looking into seriously right now. And so they're looking at potentially doing the the, prof the power uh, profiles and sharing it. Uh, and he said that that would be pretty doable for us to expand that further and make it so you can share the configurations with the community. Fine. That's a totally Which that's a totally fine solution. It works great with the controller stuff. It's like I don't think they need to figure it out. Just let. That's a half solution though. Like I really would love them to have it so you can like share it in game. And if they aren't willing to do it, then it may be something the community looks into. I, I'd even consider looking at this myself. Like I was thinking about how you would do it. I was going to put together like a database of where the configuration file is saved off for the game and then have that like uploaded to the service. And then you, we could have like a decky plugin to figure out what game you're playing, what games is in focus. And then, find like all the performance profiles that people have created. So I think, I think there'll be a way at some point, even if Valve doesn't do it, that we'll have like shared configurations for games. But um, they did say though, that Valve does let games uh, detect that they're running on the deck. Um, and so that that's the, what they're really hoping that more developers are going to do this at close. this point. I think, I think this is the thing that will get solved within the next year, whether it's community solution, whether it's from Valve, like, it sounds like it's not that complicated to get something that works better than what we have right now, whether or not it's a perfect solution, and that's fine. Yeah, it's just about where they, they spend their resources at the moment, right? It's like, do you want to fix bugs and add like other features, like the audio mixer that people want, or uh, and the Bluetooth audio lag? Or do you want to add stuff like this in? Like, There's only obviously a finite amount of resource, and I think at the moment... They're, they're trying to fix bugs and squash bugs and get it more stable. And then it's like, right, okay, now we can start really chipping away at the feature list that we haven't been. Because there's still stuff in there, right, that they're working on. There's that um, customization menu that showed up months ago in the internal build that is going to allow you to be able to buy with the point shop additional things. At the, at the moment, it seems like it's just going to be the startup screens, but then potentially that expands to full themes and stuff like that that's obviously been put on ice while they're working on other stuff because we've not seen any more about it and that's fine um as long as they get to it at some point i really do think this would be a really great value proposition and would add a lot because the controller configurations are really just game changing yeah i think the more that they can leverage power users and like the people like you know you and and people who are even like more nuts than you um i mean that with nothing but love uh who want to 
solve these problems and get excited about solving them or like I tried like 6,000 configurations and this is the good one. And then you just let a bunch of people try it and be like, yeah, this works. Upvote. This works. Upvote. And then just as a user who doesn't want to do that shit at all, let me when I go to boot up a new game be like, what's everybody's power configuration for this? Okay, bam. Good. Cool. This is the one I'll use. Great. You know, like or like auto apply yeah. the most popular one, right? Like something like that. Like or have an official one because there's like a lot of games that have official controller profiles. If yeah. you could have an official uh, profile, like performance profile, the the developer said, "Yep, this is the one we use. This is the one we built against, and this is the one we recommend." I think that's probably a really great way to go as well. Yeah, that feels inevitable. It really does. I think they'll figure that out. I think it's it's too important to making it more accessible to normies, and I think that's what they want to do. Uh, so then they also talked about bringing mobile games to Steam Deck, and they were asked, um, or publishers have asked about the idea of being able to bring touchscreen-only games. And um, Griff said that Valve is definitely interested and that they think it's it's more of like a storefront thing where he said that they'd want to be really clear that Steam shoppers would know that they're getting a touchscreen-only experience. And he said, I think we'd have to work a little bit on the store and the messaging around that. So it sounds like something that will probably will come. It's more a matter of, like, this is a fundamental change to the store because then you're going to be selling games that wouldn't work on PC, right? It would only work on Steam Deck. So I imagine that's probably what they're thinking about is, like, how do you segment that properly? How do you make it so that you don't have a situation where a person buys a game thinking that it's going to work on their PC and it's actually just a mobile game that... Is touch that different to a mouse cursor, though? Like, can you replicate touch with a mouse pointer most most of the time anyway? You can, but I would imagine that there's development that goes into that, right? It's not just, like, a one-to-one. So I don't know if they can create a layer that, like, does that. Usually, whenever I've built something... Um, it's been like a pointing device and it doesn't doesn't care if it's a finger doesn't care if it's a mouse cursor it's a pointing device and so unless it needs multiple fingers like it's pinch and zoom yeah, yeah. or like something like that i think i feel like for the most part most mobile games like marvel snap for example right you, you can, can play, play that, that on steam yeah you can play that you can download that on the steam deck and you can just use a mouse for that and you just flick, flick it around so i don't i don't see it also that. does support um, the touchscreen you can do it that way so. Yeah, which is cool. It's like I like that there's options. Um, I'd like these to be stuffed away in their own category uh, called um, things that I'll never touch because I don't want to play play trash like that. Thank you. Just talking shit about every mobile game for the most part. Yeah, I think if you're willing to put your game on Steam without even making any concession and thinking about how this is going to work for the majority of players. You just want to take your game and oh, just okay. lazily port it I gotcha. and just chuck it straight up. Like, because that's what they were asking, right? It's yeah. like, well, can we just deploy this straight away as is without doing anything? Yeah, it's just, just like, work. yeah, you could, but wouldn't it be great if you actually spent some time to make it fit the aspect ratio of the screen and maybe also work with the mouse? And like Marvel maybe Snap, also- mobile game of the <laughs> year that they did a proper Steam release? Come on. And like maybe even support a controller. Like there's a lot of things I think that that you could. That a lot of mobile games could work just fine on Steam, and we've seen a lot of mobile games port to the to the Switch. Uh-huh. There's just a lot of developers who just possibly see it as a bit of a cash grab, and it's just like, well, we'll just publish this. Yeah, it's like actually good games that get play. ported, 
right is the thing right it's like oh yeah we made yeah. this work on this other platform because this game is actually valuable <laughs> it's not a mobile it's not a mobile game in the tree it's like uh it's a it's a good game that was on mobile you know like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a good idea though i'd like to see them figure this out i think there's plenty of games that like you know um I can think of a handful of games that are on mobile that are actually good, legit games that should be on other platforms. Something like Florence is a great video game. It would be great to see that on Steam. That might already be on Steam, actually. But Florence is already on Steam. Okay. Yeah, well, you think, guess what? You can go down. You can download that in Marvel Snap. Those are the only <laughs> two good mobile games. So there you go. You're already set. Vampire Survivors is a mobile game now, and that's a really good game. So you can play, you can play the PC version, though. Yeah, you can. You can play with the worst aspect ratio. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> How would you like to see less of the screen? I mean, when they first showed that, and they're like, it's like in, uh, not landscape, whatever this one's called. I forget. Portrait. Portrait. I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> like, why? Because that's how people play games. They're just, that's the kind of game where you're just like, uh, la, yeah, you just la, do with la, one hand. Uh, yeah, but you like can't fucking see anything. It just makes the game way harder. Whatever. It's fine. You know, it's not yeah. what you're to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I missed one, and I want to touch on it before we move on to the anti-cheat thing. Okay. And it was about um, Vulcan and uh, Proton and all of that stuff. Um, and Grafane Yang told um, Sean that they spent years developing its own Vulcan graphic drivers, shader compilers, DX11, DX12 implementations, and OS code in-house, which means it doesn't have to farm out fixes to the game publishers. And they said that's why you've been able to see things like Elden Ring performance fixes where the platforms were still trying to make sense of it. And to some extent, we're always looking at specific game for one reason or another. Uh, and Grafay said that they spent six months on Halo Infinite and they basically had to invent new Vulcan features to get that game supported. That's wild. Six months to get Halo Infinite working on, on the Steam Deck. <laughs> I can't imagine. But it also, that means it works on any Linux platform. They I can't don't imagine have to what working there is like. The like. Can you imagine that? You're just like, oh, we're going to figure this out. And then it's like six months later. You're bu- Did you get that done yet? No, no, we're still cooking on it. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be the best we place. We really do want that game on Steam Deck. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so speaking I, of... I, just, I, love, I, oh, I just love, Sorry. though, that I love that they take that responsibility on themselves. It's not like Okay, well, if you want your game to work on Steam Deck, you have to go. They're like, no, app. we want it's every like, game to work on Steam Deck, motherfucker. Like we want it to work out of the box, and yeah. we're going to take that responsibility on ourselves. It's great. I mean, I think that's why stuff gets done. You know, like you don't have to have people like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like it's not like when um, when the Switch came out, right? There was like that moment where it's like, oh, which third parties are going to support the Switch? Because the Wii U was a mixed mm-hmm. bag and everyone's like let's see if it works out like valve's like they're like no no, no your game works on our thing we did it if it, it works go ahead play it play it everywhere play it anywhere <laughs> who cares it's great although this week the uh the witcher 3 got broken didn't it on steam steam deck oh i didn't see that update completely the update broke, broke it, it or the the update broke um broke dx12 support for that game okay and so uh it just wouldn't work at all uh, and then Valve Sucks. deployed a hotfix that then fixed it within like a day, um, and it was like the only thing you needed to do was restart your Steam Steam Deck. That was it. And once you restarted your Steam Deck, it would then magically work. See, that's the thing. That's why I don't want a micro machine from someone else. I want it from Valve. I want them to make it, and then that's that's part of SteamOS. 
So like if you have Steam OS on your on your little machine, it's it gonna get all of the good stuff, right? You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So uh keeping the 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 Halo conversation uh rolling, uh one of the things they also talked about was anti-cheat features, like you said. So they're working to get games they specifically called out like Halo Master Chief Collection and Fall Guys. Um, but they're <laughs> it's funny, interestingly enough, they said they may need some help from Epic. Who owns uh, EAC, the Ant- Easy Anti Cheat? That's that's their anti cheat service. Um, that's interesting, isn't it? It's also very annoying that Epic controls that anti cheat and just is like it's still not working, right? Um, what do you like? Mean? They've like they like it's still not it's still not working on the deck. Like Easy Anti Cheat is still not still not there. All these, all these months later, and it's annoying that it's being held back by just one component. Right, all of these games could probably work with that with anti cheat disabled. I mean, I know Fall Guys works. Um, it's just there's like a workaround you have to do in order to get it to work. But like Halo Master Chief Collection, if Halo Infinite can work, Halo Master Chief Collection should be able to run. And I would imagine the story mode runs fine. The campaign, it's probably just the online multiplayer. And it's because of anti cheat, just that one component that's that's holding it back. So what's did they did did Epic develop anti cheat or did they just own it? Uh, they bought it. Okay. Um, I can't remember who created it, but it's if you want to have a look, go to easy.ac. I'm on their website. Um, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> I, I I'm not. I can't find out like when when it was created or whatever. 2004. It yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a, it's a, it's an old thing. Um, easy anti cheat. I have, ge- I genuinely no idea who who owns. They it. bought it in two thousand eighteen. Okay, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, Valve has their own anti cheat. Um, and it's 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 annoying that they like they could have quite easily imposed the requirement that if you want to put a game on steam you have to use valve's anti cheat right yeah but they don't want to they do that. they didn't no they don't and I, and that's fine um they just need to license yeah, I, it they, they just need to license eac no that's not the problem the problem is eac doesn't work on on proton oh okay Okay, so they need to they need to create. They need to work with Epic. A, to yeah, get create EAC a layer working. for Linux. Yes, I'm I mean sure it works work for some out. games, but not all games. They'll right? figure that like, out. Easy anti cheat is causing a, a lot of problems at I, times. I'm sure Epic would be happy to get it working on Linux, though. Yeah, like Fall Guys, the the Steam version of Fall Guys used to work just fine. I think it worked out of the box, if I can remember if I remember correctly. But then when it went to the Epic Store and it went free to play, you have to like move DLLs around and like change a bunch of stuff. Halo Master Chief Collection probably does also work if you move things around. Like such minor fixes that you you can do because there is a Proton EAC layer you can download. But even if you go to Proton DB, it says. Um, uh, Multiplayer support warning. This game is known to utilize easy anti-cheat. EAC only has a limited support for Linux, but multiplayer functionality varies depending on how the developers implemented it. So it's it comes down to Linux. Um, 
And the last update from from Epic on it was in 2021 when they first rolled out support for Linux, Mac, and Steam Deck in September 2021. Since go. then, we've not had any more on it. Sounds like it sounds like it'll get figured out though. <clears throat> Another one of the things on the list <laughs> of many of the many many things they want to get they want to get solved. Yeah, sadly though, that's one that they need to kick back down the like the can to like to Epic and say right, okay. Needs a little bit more tweaking, yeah, for it to fully work. Hopefully, hopefully they're willing to play ball. Uh, and then the last thing we wanted to highlight from this is that Valve does not have plans to talk about Steam Deck sales. So, of course, we had that one million figure that was uh, quoted during um, uh, uh, ADE speech. Yeah, right with with one of their partners. Um, so, not an official statement. Um, They've of course confirmed that number now. It seems, but they're... they they haven't confirmed it. They 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 even refused to confirm it in the interview. But there's um, Yang would only confirm hundreds of thousands of sales as of August. That was all he was confirmed. Okay, but there was like a picture of a cake that a producer on Age of Empires Four posted. That if you zoom in on the screen, says one million on it, and it's a cake shaped yeah. like a Steam Deck. So it's pretty much confirmed. They're just not talking about it for some reason. Right. I don't know why you wouldn't be singing from the houses that we've sold a million Steam Decks. Isn't this amazing? Rather than yeah, we sold hundreds of thousands. It's you know we're doing well. Yeah, it seems weird. <laughs> like why would you not be screaming about that? I don't know. But interesting, interesting that they're not they're not going to be talking about it. I wonder if that's because they have. You know, uh, they have reservations about how many they can get out and things like that, you know, where it's just like, ah, oh, we're not going to focus on that. You know, it's not, we're not looking to sell a hundred million. We're looking to create an ecosystem. Quite possibly. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I think that, I think that's probably more on it, right? It's that they don't want to be like, they don't, they, I don't think they necessarily want to own the market. They want to own, they want people to use Steam, obviously, but they want other handhelds to exist. They want other PCs to exist. And if they're there, maybe they feel like if they're talking about how many they're selling all the time, it would like dissuade people from getting into the market or like, well, oh, it, inv- it invites comparisons that are negative, right? Like it's the same reason yeah, like, Xbox. Oh, you only sold a million, but there's like, you know, Nintendo Switch is sold over a hundred million. There's 155 like, million on? Switches, so what the fuck, right? And it's like, yeah, but oh well, but they're not Nintendo. That's like, they don't care, right? It's it's the same reason Xbox doesn't come out and parade around the fact that they're in third place, right? Like nobody wants to be like, yeah, we're the loser, right? Like, I mean, they, they do when it works for them, but yeah. Yeah, well, right but now they want to. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it's not, it's, it's, odd but i guess it's not deeply surprising when you consider like what the steam deck is and how they've rolled it out and the fact that like it'll probably take them years to hit multiple millions in the wild versus you know most consumer tech stuff where it's like that's the whole point i could see them getting up getting to like two million next year maybe even three million next year especially considering they've just moved into the asia market they're not even in all English speaking countries. Yeah, if they can get to Australia next year, potentially then like New Zealand, there's some, there's some other markets that they can tackle. Go down to like South America, mm-hmm. like start selling stuff there. Like, there's oh a God, lot of though, things they dude, can I don't, do. I don't think this thing will work in South America. They like tech is so fucking over. Like it's like $800 to buy a PlayStation 5. Like this would be like a $1,500 console or something like that. Like I, uh, Fair enough. I mean, at least I, in certain markets, I know, like in Brazil, right? Like PlayStation Two 
was one of the most popular imagine, gaming like, platform with, like, or platforms what, for an entire generation past its yeah. relevance because yeah. of how fucking expensive consoles are there. They were releasing FIFA on PS2 up until like the PS4 was made because people in like Brazil and, and some of those South American markets that are not insignificant markets, but not as big as say, you know, Europe, America, whatever. Um, they get, they get grifted down there, man. I don't know what it is. I don't, I, I read about it a couple years ago. I don't remember the issue, but yeah, like the import tax on tech stuff is just like crazy high. Oh, is the import tax on the, on all tech technology? I, like I think so. And, I, I'm, well? I'm, and don't quote me on that. Like I said, it's been a couple of years since I read about this because I was fascinated by it, but this was like when the PS4 was coming out that I remember reading this whole thing and into interesting it. i mean the point the, the point still stands right they've got a lot of markets that they're not in they're in tons they're in of room tons of room for them newer markets than like their, their com- competitors by far so like they've definitely got places they they could go to sell more if they really need to and i, I would imagine they're looking at their their sales figures on games and going right where makes sense for us i feel like, like japan japan do. is the market right because like japan obviously there, right what's that they just launched there right yeah yeah that's what i mean i think that's the market that has the biggest potential for growth is like we know we know how much mobile handheld gaming is a, is like a huge part of the video game culture in Japan, right? Um, and we know that PC gaming is like not really a thing there. So like if if the Steam Deck can pop off in Japan, not only would it be a great market for the Steam Deck, it would be a whole new market for Steam, you know? Yeah, I think PC gaming Holy in Japan's actually like um actually kind of scaled up in the last uh the last few years. There was a, an article on PC uh, Gamer about it um in November. Oh, and interesting. That the market doubled in size from 2018 to 2021. That's huge. Mhm. Huh. So I bet you that's why they were at TGS. Yeah, yeah, because it's a huge market. It's striking while the iron's hot, now. right? Uh it's it's grown over 196 million dollars between 2018 and 2021 it's pretty good. and the active base of gamers has increased by 5 million in that time i mean they get it's like a huge a number but like that's significant no yeah yeah well, uh, four and a half million are playing exclusively on pc which is up more than 100 percent from 2015 to 2.2 million exclusively yeah that's huge that's a huge difference and this so as that, a device. Add that plus, like, yeah, plus, like, oh, this is a handheld device as well. That's also a PC. Makes a lot of sense that they would want to be there. Yeah. Um, but also the fact that PS5s just have been almost impossible to get in their home home country um, has really probably contributed to this as well. Because people still want to play the games. They just can't get the device to play them on. Yeah. And if you can't get a new console, right? Like, maybe that's the, oh, I'll, buy, I'll build a PC, right? Like, I have money to burn that I wanted to spend on a console. Oh well. Yeah, they think that plus um, co- like COVID lockdowns and the lack of PS5 console availability, um, and the fact that they're more likely now to accept uh, foreign and indie uh, games for cheaper on PC, really like grew the market, made it kind of explode. Makes uh, sense. Which is which is cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, yeah, whatever gets more people playing more games and. More ways is that's good in my book. So yeah, a lot of meat on this bone. A lot of meat on this bone. I appreciate how transparent they are. Yeah, yeah, they're so candid. It's unreal. It's just like, 
Do you want to make a Steam controller too? Yeah, we do, but you know, we just don't have time. We're not really, so you know, we yeah, it's like they like literally it. just give a totally <laughs> legit. Yeah, we'd love to do that, but eh, we'll get around to it, or we won't. I don't know. And it's like, okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Whereas we're like, how like any one of these questions, right? If you asked Nintendo, you asked Sony, you asked, may, maybe Xbox a little more transparent, right? But like, they, we have nothing to announce at this time. Nothing to announce at this time. Nothing to discuss. Yeah, we're always we're that, always yeah. thinking about the next box. Nothing to discuss with this time, right? Like, yeah. And they're just like, yeah, we're gonna make a second one. It'll come out. It won't be stronger. It's like we already know that now. Like, okay, cool. When? Like, <laughs> like yeah, when we get to it. I don't know. We're still pulling. Sh- we're pulling shit off the line and shoving foam in it. We'll figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> all right guys <laughs> I, I love it i truly do uh it's it's uh it, it makes it makes the steam deck like a really a totally unique product on the market you know because it's it's just such a valve is such an animal of a different color when you compare them to their you know their comp their competition quote unquote right i mean they're all literally in competition but at this point they all have such different fucking business models it's ridiculous but they're all competing well, yeah, for yeah, our attention like- well, I mean, and all Xbox and PlayStation really their competition when they're both selling games on Valve's platform at this point. It's like, you know, you sort of are, but you sort of not. Like yeah, Valve's, it's like Valve's I- business isn't selling boxes; their business is selling your software on their platform, and and the the competition in that market are selling their games on your platform. So, so who cares, really? Right. Yeah, I really think the only legitimate competitor they have is Epic. Yes, I would I would agree with that. But even they're very different, you know. They're 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 like huge business is still the biggest business is still making games and mm-hmm. making game engines. Those are the two business, big businesses that that they have. And obviously, Valve don't really make game engines for other people anymore. They had Source for a while, but no one's really using that anymore. Yeah, and we talked about that, right? I mean, like, that's like that's the one thing I'd like to see change. I'd love for Valve to get back in that that fight. You know, and bring out a new source engine, bring out new mm-hmm. uh, original software that you know makes people turn their heads, and you can only get on Steam things like that. Yeah, me too. It's interesting, but yeah, we'll have a lot more to talk about. I imagine it's, it's like uh, I think I think there's a lot of threads here that I I we're, I think we'll be referencing back to this interview for a long time. Right, where it'll be like, oh, it's that thing they talked about in December. Yeah, okay, here, we finally saw it. Oh, two years later, oh, hey, here's a new Steam Deck controller. There we go, we got around to it. You know, like, pretty interesting. Uh, so this one, we're going a little long in the tooth. I know there was one other thing we wanted to discuss. You, you want to just touch on it real quickly? Yeah, we could touch on it because I think it's interesting. So all of that work that they worked on, right, and they spoke about it, how, um, I mean, Lawrence said that, all of the work they put into controller support and UI scaling and, and third-party controller support and things like that, um, anyone can add, uh, like anyone can u- utilize it, right? Um, well, turns out you can play Steam games in your Tesla now. Uh, it's in beta and you can, <laughs> you can just connect a PlayStation controller and play Steam games, and it comes up with the same Steam gamepad UI that you how's know that, from the Steam Deck. How's that screen? Is that screen, like, decent? <laughs> that screen is phenomenal. It's a very, very high resolution it's a good screen. screen. That's cool. So this is, like, yeah, it's this a is really like, good screen. This is, like, a legit way to play games. Like, it's, like, it's like a probably a pretty yeah. decent experience. Yeah, yeah. 
absolutely and like you've got access to thousands of games right there in your in your car when you're charging like that is a a great value proposition as much as i don't like the owner of tesla that's a very very good oh yeah i'll say it loud um, and proud here right now fuck elon musk into the ground i hate that dude um but yeah it's pretty cool and i i know the sound system in uh in teslas are pretty good um so probably probably a pretty decent way to play games i bet it's an amazing way to play i like that they chose cyberpunk as the uh the choice because they said they wanted to add cyberpunk i think in 2018 he was talking about adding cyberpunk support maybe 2019 to um to to the tesla it's just like okay took your time like you did with most things but you finally did it they did it it's there yeah yeah, yeah, it's really, I, it's really if, cool. If it's anybody who listens it. to us drives a Tesla, I would love to hear how this works, if it's any good. Yeah, or drive it over to to my house and let me try it. I'd be also happy for that if you have a Tesla in your, and let me drive your Tesla. I'm also happy. And you can oh, just yes, leave it here Steve. as well. I see you, and you were tweeting all kinds of bullshit Bye. about how Tesla sucks and no one can yeah. buy one, but now you want to drive one. I see. Yeah, you. but if you know, if if, if, if you want to give me a free Tesla, I'm also just happy. Just hand to one off, it, right? You know, I don't yeah, know if like, they're going to give us a Elon free Musk, Tesla now. Elon Steve. Musk is great. I was just talking shit. I just said I, I just said to fuck him into the ground. I don't know that he's going to send you a Tesla now. Sorry, but uh, I stand by it. Yeah, he wasn't going to send me one anyway. It's okay. <laughs> I also personally feel like there are lots of, and I'll just take this moment to say there are lots of great EVs available. And I don't think anyone should buy a Tesla if they think it's the only electric vehicle available. It's not. There are tons. I have two EVs on my driveway right now. Go and look around if you don't like that man. But they can't play Steam, Steve. So how? What's yeah, but the guess point? what? I, guess what? I carry my Steam Deck with me and I play it in my car and it's still a great solution. Here's what I'm saying, Steve. What I need from you is I need you to hack your electric vehicle and make it play Steam games. Otherwise, I just, you know, I don't know. I could do it. I think I can put things like with HDMI. I can put things on the screen. Figure it out. So. Figure it out. Make it's a tutorial. It's a shit, a really shit screen though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap things up there for the day. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Steam Deck Podcast. Remember, if you want to show your support, if you want to write into the show, flipscreen.games is our website where you can find links to our Patreon, to our Discord, all the places that you can find us all over the web. We're there. So for the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Steam Deck Podcast. Steve Rose. So I'll say on behalf of him, fuck Elon Musk. See you next week. <laughs>